Welcome back to PR After Hours. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, bringing you your weekly cocktail of PR and marketing tips that will help you and your business. Stick around. We'll get started right after these messages. Is your brand using social media the right way? Now, you think you are. I know you think you are. I know that you think, hey, I have an Instagram page. I got, I, got, I got Facebook. I got Snapchat. I got TikTok. I got all this stuff going on. And I'm using it the right way. I can almost guarantee you you're not. And I'll tell you why. Because I know I'm not. And I've been a social media expert, as they say, for years. And it's hilarious because there is so much to social media. Uh, to, there's so many things to learn. And I think the best place to go learn it are the people who are just out there killing it, doing such a great job. That's why I'm really, really excited today to welcome Kaylee Lauren to the show. Kaylee is a 22-year-old, and I had permission to tell her age, by the way, a 22-year-old founder and CEO of Worldwide Social Media and Branding Agency, Lauren Design Company. Kaylee is a social media influencer with more than 500,000 viewers on YouTube and 6,000 followers on Instagram. She found a way to transform her social platform expertise into a profitable five-figure business, get this, in under six months. She's worked with more than 75 businesses worldwide and has now expanded her team with five extra members to assist with her daily digital to-dos. I am ready to get schooled by Kaylee Lauren. Kaylee, welcome to the, the virtual lounge. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. It is a joy to have you here. I, I was saying off camera, off, off before we turned on the show, that uh, you may very well be the youngest guest we've had on the show. And uh, I, I have to say two things as an old geezer. Okay, first of all, one thing I want to say about that is, of course, welcome and thank you for, for joining us. And second thing, though, is I love your confidence. I love the fact that you're not sitting back waiting for stuff to happen. You're making things happen in your career. Have, have you always been this way your whole life? Yeah, I think my parents definitely taught me if you want something, go for it. Um, there's also so many uh, inspirational entrepreneurial accounts out there that are just always give you quotes like, don't wait, don't wait till it's perfect and just start. So that's definitely the words that I live by. Just start, <laughs> no matter what you do. I love that because, you know, if you wait till things are perfect, probably ain't never going to happen, right? Kind of like that sentence was full of like mistakes grammatically, but the point was made. Yeah, I, I believe that too. I, Seth Godin, who, uh, another geezer, but he's a great marketing guru. He says, you just got to ship it. You got to get stuff out. You know, if you wait until it's just, you know, this pristine pers personal or perfect thing, uh, you're, you're missing out. So I, I love that aspect of what you're doing with uh, Kaylee Lauren Design. So I want to ask you, uh, you know, Instagram seems to be a cornerstone for you, right? Although you're doing great on YouTube. So why is Instagram important for your biz? I think Instagram is important for any business. Honestly, nowadays, everything is online. But most importantly, Instagram is the place to do it because it gives you a personality. It gives your followers something to kind of go off of. It's not just you trying to sell all the time. It kind of gives your business leeway to interact with your followers, have a personality, showcase your brand, marketing. I think Instagram is definitely the place to be. And that's why, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and of course, it's the uh, it's kind of the uh, little sister to Facebook. But Facebook is, if I ask you to compare the two, do you do much on Facebook these days, or is it just is it just Nowheresville now? Uh, 
I mean, we do connect people's Instagrams to their Facebook accounts. So whatever we post, it goes to their Facebook. I do know Facebook is important, but I feel like the millennials nowadays, none of us are on Facebook. So it is, I find Instagram much more important, but that's not to say Facebook isn't, but no, we don't, uh, at Learn Design, we don't do any Facebook media or Facebook management, sorry, of that sort. Is, is it, and I'm just jumping around a little bit here, but I'm, I'm kind of asking you all the, the questions I really want to uh, pin down uh, right off the top of my head first. And the, the, the one I really want to ask you about on Instagram, how important is the establishment and the consistency of an aesthetic? That's a great question. I think aesthetics are pretty important, especially when there are so many accounts out there. So you have to have an account that is visually appealing. It probably takes about a split second for somebody to check your profile out and decide whether they like it or they don't, right? right. So if you have an ugly, per se, Instagram, then you know the odds of somebody following you are not as likely as if you had a nice aesthetic. So I think they're very, very important. Does, does uh, just, just talking to people who are just working on their own personal branding, you know, they're not necessarily a, a firm and they're not an agency, but they want to be cool and they want, you know, they want people because people do this now. I know this is what happens, right? Um, they might meet you in a business uh, meeting or, of course, right now they're all on Zoom, but soon we're going to be back out <laughs> in the world. But they'll meet you in real life, perhaps, and they might go, you know, I don't think stock is the right word, but they'll go check you out and they, they'll find that you have an Instagram. So, would you say that it's important to make sure that that gram is like perfect all the time? Or is it okay to kind of show, you know what? Because I mean, if you look at mine, it's clearly I don't care about an, an aesthetic. I'm just like, here's me. This is this messy old dude. This is a few things. This appeals to me. Half the time you got like, you know, me with like words and half the time you got these bad pictures or, or, or me hiking or something like that. But it's, it's like, there's, it's all over the place. So when you're talking to people about personal branding, are you, are you really encouraging them to not be so scattershot with what they post or what would you say to people like that? Actually, I think for personal branding, it is important to do, to showcase all aspects of your life. So what you said, hiking mixed with your job, everything, it is important to show that you're not just like work, work, work. If that's not who you are as a person, right. your account should automatically like kind of just reflect who you are. Right. So if that's how you kind of describe yourself, just scattered all over the place, then your Instagram should kind of reflect that too. Um, I would also say that um, your Instagram it's also more about consistency, I would say, than hmm. your aesthetic. Aesthetic is very, very important, but consistency is overall more important when it comes to followers and growing your platform. You want to be posting as much as you can. Obviously, don't spam people. Don't be posting all the time, every day. But yeah. if you are posting a few times a week and if the aesthetic is not as nice, I would still say that's better than someone who posts once inconsistently, probably like a few every few months then but they have a nice aesthetic i think the person who is posting more consistently with um, a more messier feed is more likely to grow than the other person who is only posting once every few months but has a very nice aesthetic so yeah i mean it's it's, will. it's showing up right that's what you're talking about here you got to mm -hmm. show up right okay i like that um uh, there's some great things about the, that too but i want to ask you um peripheral to that what about stories? Is it important for, let's just talk about just average Joe, personal brand people are just like we're just talking about. Let's keep that same person in mind. Is it important to use stories? Absolutely. Stories are much more important than feeds because if you are active on your stories, um, I don't know if you, well, obviously, you know, because you have Instagram. When you post on your story, you're going straight to the top of the, your followers' 
timeline, right? Like the little circle, it goes straight to the top. So the more active you are on your stories, the more you're being seen by your followers, right? Whereas if you're posting one story, you're probably, you're probably going to end up at the very back of their timelines, right? So it is important. I think it's much more important to be active on your stories than it is on your feed because people are much more likely to be clicking on the top than scrolling down um, their timeline, which is your feeds. So I would say consistently you should be doing both, but stories are much more important than your feed. Would you double up? Would like, like, should I post the same thing that's on my feed into my story just to make sure people see it? Or is that a no, no? No, I would double up. So let's just say you post a feed, like something to your feed. What you would do is you press um, the little arrow that says add to your story. And then you go, Hey guys, have a new post so that people, when they go on their stories, they'll see like, Oh, there's a new post from Alex and they click on the post and they can show some love. So there are obviously like, that's not to say there are some people who prefer looking, going down their timeline. And there are some people who prefer checking their stories. So it's good to hit both so that you get both um, targets. Very good. Very good. Okay. I, I wanted to, yeah, just kind of get some of those out of the way. That's, this is, this is why it's fun to be the host because, you know, you, you ask those pressing questions for yourself and then you can go <laughs> from there. Let's talk a little bit. I want to talk about, you know, towards the end of our interviewing, talk a little bit tips on growing your Instagram, but I want to talk about brands a little bit now, Kaylee. Um, what, what are the trends? What are you seeing? What's happening with brands as we are hopefully starting to transition out of pandemic? Is that, is that a thing that you're observing? Is there something happening we should know about? Um, I guess because we're in the pandemic is, is what you're saying. So people will probably have less posts going on with their businesses because their businesses are probably closed. So, um, in the meantime, while that's happening, I would suggest probably doing lots of filler posts. Filler posts are kind of just posts that aren't necessarily what your work is, but it's, they could be quotes, um, infographics, anything that your followers can kind of resonate with to kind of continue or for you to kind of continue posting as the pandemic is happening (laughs) because obviously we don't have we can't like if you're a lash artist you can't really be doing lashes right now I mean now you can because we're out of lockdown but last week we weren't so um yeah Uh, but also I think fillers in general are important because you shouldn't be I find on Instagram you shouldn't be just you 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 it has to you have to kind of give a little right you have to give your followers a reason to want to follow you, whether that's providing education, providing inspiration, motivation, something that your followers can kind of resonate with and connect with you on a different level. I, I like that too. You know, I talk about social media in general often on the show and I say, you know, it's a lot like a, a party, you know, and you've, we've all been stuck in the corner with the guy who won't shut up about himself. And that gets all <laughs> right. Great. Right? Because you're because what's happening, Kayla? You're looking kind of over his shoulder at somebody to please rescue you so you can get away from it. <laughs> it's it's so obnoxious. That's so so please use that. Please use. I've been using that one for years, but please go ahead. Um, but no, I think that's the case, and I, I love I love it when you reinforce that because there's so many people on social media who it's just like you know here's me at the gym, here's me making a a, a protein shake, here's me and my my toy dog. Here, you know, it's just like Ugh. you know um, I. I, I don't know about, I mean, I don't know about it, a lot of people, but I get sick of me, you know, I don't want to post about me. So it's a joy to like share like a link to somebody else or, or just a beautiful sunset or, you know, something, you know, um, so I, I love to hear that. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit though, about growing your uh, Instagram. Um, uh, do you mind, do you mind giving us just a little bit of a primer here on what the, the, you know, just the, the, the basic tips you give people that they want to try to up their follower count? 
um, follow people who are similar to your niche. So let's just say you are a podcaster. You should be following other podcasters that, you know, you look up to that you want to be like, or not be like, but you want your account to kind of resemble. So, and especially when you're following them, look at what they're doing. What are they doing that um, is helping them? And are you doing that to your account? You know, kind of apply the things that they're doing. Um, hashtags, super, super important. You don't want to use like the hashtags in the millions. You always want to target, I think it's 250K to five, I think it's, sorry, 250K to 550,000K or 50K, 250, 25K to 50K, something like that. But it should right. be within the thousands because the, the more likely that, that's more likely that people will see your post. Whereas when you target hashtags in the millions, yeah. It's just going to get lost within like the first second, right? When you search that hashtag, for example, if you type in hashtag happy, which is probably like so overloaded, you type in happy and then you refresh your post is all the way at the bottom of the happy. So you're not going to be seen. So it's very, very important to find um, a middle ground within your hashtags. Don't find the ones that are like one post or two posts. You want a good amount. That's why I say stay within the thousands. Um, but yeah, don't overload them with like the millions either because it's just kind of pointless as well and i'm glad you i'm glad you said just to cut in i just to tell you i made that mistake i i I looked at hashtags i thought i didn't even think about it the right way i'm embarrassed to say this i'm i i like oh well there's a million people who likes cocktails of instagram i better get on there so what you're totally it's a very common mistake okay Um. (laughs) so okay good please continue yeah go ahead um yeah, following accounts similar to you. Also just being engaging. So if people are commenting on your posts, it's really important that you're replying back if you have time. Um, They say anyone who replies, accounts that reply within the first hour um, are much more favored in the algorithm. So let's just say you post and people are commenting, you should be responding within that hour, you know, saying thank you or starting conversations with those people who are commenting. That will actually get you favored in the Instagram algorithm, which will help you be seen more in the explore tabs and um, just the overall, your overall visibility on Instagram. They will favor you more. Yeah, and it's just good manners. If somebody takes the time to oh, say, yeah. I mean, I had I had a couple just today on a on a post. I don't get a lot. I don't get a lot. Okay, obviously, but but uh, I, I made sure I you could at the very least heart that they made a comment so you acknowledge yes. them, right? I mean, that's nobody wants to feel ignored, and no, nobody you know I understand if you've got a million followers or if you're you're Kaylee Lauren. I mean, you, you're you're really busy and you got you know probably millions of people who who are pinging you all the time. But if you're not, I think it's a good idea. I like that. I really like that idea. Let me talk to you a little bit about um, the bio. I have a couple of specific questions on the bio. Um, um, yeah. What should that look like? What are the have tos? What's like, Alex? Don't be an idiot. You got to have these three or four things on your bio. Go. That's a great question. So for your bio, your name first of all, it should say kind of what your business is. So for example, like it's my, instead of my name for my Lauren Design, it shouldn't say Lauren Design. I mean, it can, but the odds of somebody searching you are much less likely than if I wrote Toronto graphic designer or. Mm. Um, Instagram management, right? Because when people are searching in their search bar, they're not looking for Lauren Design. They're looking for an Instagram manager, right? So right. they're going to type in Instagram management. So the type, the, the odds of them finding me with my name uh, written as Instagram manager instead of Lauren Design, because even if Lauren Design comes up, they're not going to know, for example, that that's what I do, right? Right, right? So it's very important to change your name to whatever your business is that you are targeting. Um, and also your bio should include your location, maybe just 
few keywords of what your business overall represents. Just, it's basically like a little summary of what you are, right? So when people click on your profile, they want to know what is this? So give it simple. Don't use lots of words. Um, hashtags in your bio as well. Not a lot. Don't spam them. But if you right. put like one or two important hashtags, it's really helpful as well because people will be able to not only find you through the search bar, but they'll be able to find you through the hashtag searches as well. I like that a lot. Um, I use something. I, I have a couple of uh, uh, Insta accounts. One is my personal and one's for my business. And I, I admit that the, the PR one, AGPR one, I don't I don't put as much into, um, but I, I think I'm holding the line on that just to have a presence because I don't want, what I don't want to do, Kelly, is give up that real estate. Like, I don't want to close it because I want to hold on to my name and I want to keep that real estate. And since I'm in PR and I do some social media strategy, it would be kind of bad if I didn't have that, that presence. Um, yeah. but, but one thing I do use, and I'm curious about your thoughts on this. I use something, it's called Shorby, which is basically, it's a master link, and but you can go in there and program it. And so when you click that link, you get a whole menu. You get my podcast links, my books, my, my website, my TV appearances. You get it all in one spot. Do you use that kind of thing or what do you think about it? Super, super important. I forgot about that. Yes, the link in your bio, very important. If you don't have a link in your bio, you should get on that everyone listening but no that's a great idea shorby or there's milkshake um what's the other one there's a few other ones but yes i agree if you have multiple links that you don't know like which link you want people to click on using one of those um sites that have to give you the opportunity to show a showcase a bunch of sites is a very good idea um i would say like don't overload them with like dozens and dozens of links kind of use, um, pick the ones that you really want people to click on because sometimes it just overwhelms people, but i um, yeah. I would agree. That's a great idea to use Shorby or milkshake. <laughs> I think that you make a good point. I need to go probably, um, um, probably prune the tree a little bit. I've got a, a few too many links in there probably. Cause you're right. You go <laughs> up and it goes, Oh, I think I do. Kaylee. I really don't <laughs> well, go look an person, right? Like oh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you can't, you can't narrow it down. <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm just uh, cheap, I guess. I just, you know, I want to make sure everybody finds everything. Um, but you no, know, I, I need to check that out. And I like, I like your idea about that because really people, people, they can hang on to about three concepts about who you are at a time, really. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you show up and go, it's like, well, let's use the party analogy again. And it's like, everybody is a BYOB, but then I show up with like, you know, <laughs> half a dozen pizzas, a bucket of chicken, you know, some, you know, people are going to be like, what is that? What's his deal? He's trying too hard. That's what they're going to say. No, actually, you would be probably the life of the party. <laughs> if you bought all those things. <laughs> Oh, perfect answer. Perfect. You're so wise. Um, here's, here's the last big uh, question I want to work on with you really quickly. There's a temptation out there. And I know people, I know people have done it. I have friends who've done it to buy likes and followers. What do you think? Great question. Um, buying likes or followers actually can get you shadow banned. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but being shadow banned basically means Instagram doesn't even tell you if you've been shadow banned. Okay. So you could be buying, let's just say you have 650, 650k followers and you're like, oh my God, my account's popping. It's really not because you're not showing up in the explore feed. You're not showing up in the, this, um, when people are searching for hashtags, everything that we've been talking about, you will not be showing up You're, but you have no, you'll never know. So don't buy your likes because Instagram just, they can tell. So they will, they, I don't, I wouldn't say that they automatically shadow ban you, 
but um, you're much more likely to be shadow banned if you purchase your likes or your follows. That's not to say if you like buy a few likes here and there to kind of boost your posts, it's not going to do anything. But if you're continuously buying, continuously buying your followers and continuously buying your engagement, it's your Instagram algorithm is not going to like you very much and you're not going to be showing up. And that's why if you notice if anyone's um, buying a their followers and they notice their accounts not growing, that's why you're being shadow banned. So the only thing I could, you would really do from there is start a brand new account and start from scratch and don't buy them next time. Learn your lesson. Yeah, you can't really get one shadow banned. You know, one thing I did years ago as an experiment for uh, one of my appearances of talking on social media, I, I bought a thousand uh, Twitter followers just as part of my mm -hmm. experiment. Okay. And you, you get them and then boom, they're dumped into your account pretty quickly, but you know, they're bots. They're not real. They're, 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 they're crap. Basically they're, they weren't yeah. quality followers. So it's a waste of money anyway. Right. That's another thing too. Let's just say I'm following someone with like 350,000 followers, but we go on their post and they have 10 likes. It automatically discredits you as well. We all know that you just bought your likes. So you're much more likely, I mean, you're much more likely to have more followers if you get 2000 followers and then your posts have like 50 likes, hundred likes, right? People like realism. People don't want people who are fakes. And so when you buy your followers that way, it kind of turns people off, I would say, to follow your account because it's like, this isn't real. <laughs> well, it's, so, it, yeah, yeah. it's back to the, let's go back to the cocktail party analogy. I mean, uh, you, you know, people know when they're being bought as a friend too. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. that's, that, it's just human nature. All these things play into, I think people sometimes fail to remember that social media is really an extension of us as human beings. All are good, all are bad, um, all the in-between, you know, and uh, there are certain aspects uh, of social media that I've told people this all the time. I'm like, would you do this in real life? So like I said earlier, would you would you be the person at a party who just would not shut up about themselves? Maybe you would be, but you'd learn pretty quickly because they wouldn't get invited back, right? You know, there's all these different behaviors. And I just, I just encourage people to keep it human as much as possible on social media as well. And, no, and the last thing too, is that nobody likes to bragger either, you know, and people start to see through people with these perfect lives on social media. So I'm gonna ask that, I'm gonna to pivot to that about your company. Um, I know you're working with brands and you have to put, I'm a PR guy, I get it, best foot forward. But is there a tension between putting the best foot forward and going too far and making it look like, you know, their life is absolutely perfect or the brand is completely perfect? Any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, honestly, it depends on the person. For example, we do a lot of beauty accounts. So we have accounts who love to smooth everyone's face, you know, do lots of Photoshop to make sure that the brows are the main part. And then we have other people who do it like raw and they like to show the imperfections of the face and they show like this, this is what your brows can look like even if you're not perfect. So, I mean, I don't personally think it really has anything to do with the following and you'll get different types of followers based on how you choose to do it. Um, I, I noticed like the ones who like to over Photoshop their pictures, usually they'll get a lot more younger following because that's what we do. Like, I feel like as millennials, we all Photoshop everything, but, um, <laughs> if, but it's, you know, if you're targeting more of an older audience for your business, then it's more important to be real because most people who are older are going to be like, well, my skin doesn't look like that. Like I can't, uh, maybe like the service isn't for me. Right. right. So it honestly depends. I wouldn't say like one or the other is the right way to do it. Right. But yeah. There's no hard, fast rules, what you're saying. It's, it's case by case. And that's the yeah. same thing that I deal with with my clients too, when I'm uh, dealing with them in a public relations realm, you know, it's just what works best, what, what suits 
your brand identity, your tone, all those things. Well, okay, as, we, as we're going to close out, we, we got to talk a little bit, though, about your company. Let's say, okay, who hires you? Who's your ideal client? And what do you, what do, you do for them? Um, our ideal clients, I mean, we do lots of different types of brands, but majority we do specialize in beauty accounts. So permanent makeup, eyelash extensions, hairdressing, all of that. That's, that's usually our niche. Um, and what we do for them is we post, I mean, depending on the plans that they get, we have about five plans to choose from, depending on how active you want your account to be. And depending on how active you are on your account, we have some people who are just too busy. They're like, I just take it, take the, take the reins, you do it all. Right. So, and then we have people who like to be involved a little, right? Like ask me, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? They want to post a little. So depending on what plan you get, um, we basically do manage majority of it for you. Uh, we post, we do stories, hashtag captions, engage with people, you know, engage with businesses similar to you, reach out to clients per se, not really, but like we reach out in a way that like through comments and stuff, just to make sure that, you know, you're getting seen and you're being visible. We also, majority of our stuff is basically, majority of our job is to basically make sure that your digital branding looks appealing, visually aesthetics. Visual aesthetics are super important. We're called Lauren Design. So we help design your entire um, Instagram profile, highlight covers, stories, um, your aesthetic, making sure that your fillers look nice and cohesive with your brand. Um, yeah, in a nutshell, that's really what we do. Um, we do that every day. We have clients worldwide. So we are posting probably about 20 to 30 accounts per day. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Having managed to, I was community manager for a little while. And then I just, it's just so much work. It, I don't think people fully appreciate how much work it is. And you're, you're not only creating great content and really making sure you're paying attention to the aesthetic and all those things, but you're also, I, I would assume you're dealing with people who make comments on the site and maybe sometimes it's not a nice thing. Do you deal with that kind of work as well? Is that, do you do that? Like haters? Haters. Nice. Is that what Hashtag you're haters. Um, I mean, it, I guess it would depend on the, um, the accounts that you're managing, but like no one really hates on like brows, <laughs> eyelashes. <laughs> so, I mean, like once in a while, sure. If we get a weird spam comment, we'll just delete it. Like pay no mind to it. But no, we don't really get lots of many haters per se, but I would say like on my personal account, yeah, I do deal with like haters, but yeah, Ugh. I just ignore it, whatever. There's, they're just sitting in the basement doing nothing with their life. Have, they have to hate on somebody. So that is supremely, supremely cool way of handling that. You don't internalize any of it, do you? You don't care. You don't know them, right? So what, who cares? Okay, well, that would be a lie to say that I don't notice it. Sometimes like I post a story and then if someone responds, you're like, wow, you think you're such a good person. It's like, it, it does kind of affect you, but you kind of kind of learn like we are putting our, you're putting yourself out there to be an influencer per se. Then right. you kind of, you, you got to deal with it, right? So. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, yeah and I, I, I know that there is, there's always that little, well, it's like me, I, my books, if I, if I get an, if I get a review of my books and uh, I've had a few that are not so nice, they're like, uh, you know, why did I read this trash or something like that? That hurts a little, but you and I, Absolutely. I tell, yeah. So I just tell myself, and this is the truth. It's not a rationalization. It's like, well, my books aren't for everybody. My content's not for everybody. That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything go. other than it doesn't appeal to you. You think it's trash, but one person's trash is another person's treasure. I am not saying trash or treasure with you, by the way, that is not what I meant. I was talking no, about my books. Absolutely. It is a great way. That's a great way of putting it. 
Well, do you have any, uh, and we do have a fair uh, uh, number of, of, of people uh, who listen to the show, we've, we've got our demographics that are in your age range. I'd love it if you could just for just a second before we say goodbye, uh, just tell them how to handle, deal with stuff like that. I, you already kind of said how you handle it, but is, it, is there some one thing you tell people to keep in mind about interactions on social? Like negative interactions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess like don't let it stop you because clearly they're hating for a reason, which means you're actually doing something right. If you didn't have, um, if your account wasn't getting anywhere, it wasn't getting any views, any visibility, nobody would be there to hate you. People hate because you're either being seen, they either want to be like you. Like there's definitely reasons, like think about as to, I don't know if you, if you've ever like commented something bad, but like, I kind of like to think of why have I commented something negative in the past and clearly kind of try to, um, like translate that into like them. Like I was clearly going through something, right. So they're probably going through something. It's not even personal. It's not about you. They just, somebody has to take something out on somebody and the internet is just the easiest place to do it because you don't have to deal with any repercussions or consequences. You can, that's why celebrities nowadays, they get so hated on because it's like, we know if we hate on them, then no one's going to come back and like fight with us because that's just what they're there for. Not really, but like that's, I feel like that's how people think. So at the end of the day, if you're getting hate or if you're dealing with negative interactions, just you're doing something right. That's how I see it. Thank you for that. I'm I'm so glad. I I know I probably, that came out of left field to ask you that question, but um, I, I, I see a lot of people who really internalize a lot of the things that aren't so nice. And, um, you know, I, I have a 12 year old daughter and uh, she's, she's, she's very, she's not into all the social media yet, but she is learning about it and seeing it. Some of her friends are deeper in it than she is. And uh, I mean, she's not fragile by any means, but she's 12 years old. And, you know, if some, mm-hmm. if she does finally get on there and some jerk comes on and says, you're ugly, or you're, you think you're so great and you're not or something that's going to hurt. And uh, I just, I'd like to hear from, that's why I wanted to ask you about this, about what your take on. I think it's, I think it's a very brilliant take and I I like it a lot, Kaylee, I do. Okay. If somebody wants to hire you to uh, Mm -hmm. get going, where do they go? What's the website that I'm going to put in the show notes? Make it happen, Kaylee. You can check out laurendesign.co. That's our website and our Instagram. You can reach out to me either way. You can also reach out to my personal profile. I will respond to kaylee.lauren. Um, and yeah, just tell me what you were look. What what are your goals for your digital branding, and we will help you get there. Oh man, Kaylee Lauren, you have been just a treat. Thank you so much for you know maybe the youngest guest, but definitely also one of the wisest. I really do appreciate you joining me here in the virtual lounge. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It was such a pleasure to be here. Oh, you know what that means? Looks like it's last call here at your virtual lounge for PR news views and interviews. Don't forget, you can ask me a question anytime. You can do it through our Twitter account, which is at ours PR. Or even better, you can send me a message vocally. I would love to hear your voice and I'll answer it on the show. There's a link in the show notes. All you have to do is sign up through Anchor FM. It's free, doesn't take long and you record your message, I get the message, I will play your audio, just give me your first name in the city you live in, and then I will answer the question to the best of my ability right here on the show. Don't forget to, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can support it and help increase the frequency and value of the show. Just consider being a sponsor for your brand or your agency or just yourself because you're like, I like this show. 
or just drop a few coins in the virtual tip jar. Either way, there's links in the show notes. Please check that out. All of that, of course, being in the show notes where you're listening right now or at PRAfterHours.com. I see that they're turning up the lights. Last call is over, and I've got to clean up this virtual lounge. And until next time, I'm Alex Greenwood, and you've been listening to PR After Hours on Anchor FM. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But have you been there, done that, and got the t-shirt? Now's your chance. If you are a big fan of the Virtual Lounge right here at PR After Hours, why don't you tell the world and take our spiffy logo and plaster it across your chest for the whole world to see? Well, for the whole world to see on Zoom or or whenever you do finally get out of your house. The PR After Hours tee shows that you're an exclusive member of the Virtual Lounge. It's a cool, comfortable, ring-spun, soft cotton tee. Um, We look for the best possible options we could go for in these t-shirts, and it's in a variety of colors. You can get them in dark heather gray, royal blue, storm, maroon or good old-fashioned white these are really comfortable shirts we offer a premium unisex tee from extra small all the way to 4xl and a women's slim fit tee which goes from small to 2xl they are a hoot they look cool and besides they'll they'll do what we love to do most here at pr after hours start a conversation the pr after hours t-shirt is available now on bonfire the link is in the show notes and I hope you'll look into getting one. I not only think they look cool and be great conversation starters, but they'll help us keep the virtual lounge doors open. Thanks so much.